Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, over the past 15 months, Irish people have discovered and embraced the medium of podcasts like never before. But what makes a good podcast and how do they serve businesses as an effective communication channel? Patrick Hawhey from Audio Brand joins me now to tell us more. Patrick, you are certainly no stranger to radio. Something about radio studios, you know yourself, that's a very, very special place that nowhere else squares up to. I got into radio when I was about 16. I worked in a, in a pirate station in Waterford for, for a little while, just cutting my teeth. But I was lucky enough to get um, a, a placement uh, in WLR, the great Dale Sweden, put me together with the great Billy McCarthy um, uh, for my work experience on WLR, and I just fell in love with it. And I was lucky enough to get an opportunity to work with David McWilliams on his TV show in, uh, in Dublin. So I moved to Dublin and did a series on that TV show, but I always missed the radio studio, I have to say. And uh, an opportunity came up to work on The Last Word, and I ended up uh, being senior producer of that show for about 11 years, up until 2017. So, yeah, radio very much my blood, Carl. Without a doubt. Now, Patrick, I'm interested to find out what you learned during your time with both David Mac Williams and Matt Cooper. God, it's a very good question, actually. Well, I think um, the one thing that the, the one thing that would immediately come to mind is how easy these guys are to work with. And I think there can sometimes be well, some people have a reputation of being real divas. Do you know what I mean? And you can you hear that time and time again. Um, but I don't think that, that those, I, I certainly, well, maybe it, it used to be a world where those kind of people could get by, but I don't think that's the case anymore. And the people who have real longevity and who really do well are the ones who actually really respect their team and are really good to work with. So that's the first thing I would say, to be honest with you. Um, they understand the value of a producer and research team, uh, which I think is cannot be underestimated. And then, of course, they're like incredibly intelligent people. So they just know their stuff inside out. OK, but having said that, they're also willing to listen. And you, you do get some presenters who know their stuff inside out and uh, get the guest in front of them is simply just <laughs> a foil for them to say all the things that they know about this topic and the guest hardly gets a look in. But uh, the great presenters like David and like Matt and like Mario uh, listen. They ask the question and the good, powerful questions and they let the guests speak. They are very interesting insights, I have to say. Now, having left today FM and in an interesting twist, you subsequently joined Vox Pro. Talk to us about this role and how it ultimately triggered the idea for Audio Brand. Yeah, well, great question because it was, it, it, and it really was the, the trigger, Carl. I, um, I I guess I'd been producing Matt's show for about 11 years, but to be honest with you, one of the key drivers for me to, to, to leave was just to try and pick up new skills as well. The, the world of digital and digital media was really, really kicking off at that stage. And um, I, I got offered a, a position, um, it was a, a position created for me as content editor in a company called Voxbro. Um, Dan and Linda Kiley, couple from Cork, set it up. It's an outsourcer. They they basically provide customer support and experience operations for Google and Facebook and Nest and all these fantastic companies. And what they wanted to do was uh, talk a bit, I suppose, let the world know a bit more about the company, but not in a way that was kind of, you know, very much the traditional marketing approach where you just sort of tell everybody how great you are as a company and hope that they will buy your services as a result. Uh, content marketing was becoming a real thing at the time. And what that is, is basically, instead of telling everyone how great you are, what you do is you talk about your expertise, you talk about the stuff you've learned, you even talk about the mistakes you've made as a company through different channels like video and, and written material or audio. 
and you form a connection with the audience that way. And uh, they brought me in because I had a journalistic background. I understood audiences and I understood content. So they came in, I came in. Um, of course, there was the, the written material, the white papers, the video and all that. But I, I guess I was probably missing the radio studio a little bit as well. Um, so I suggested to them, let's start a company podcast. You know, Boxbro has all these amazing clients, all these amazing people within the company. And I think audiences should hear more about what they have to say and what they've learned. And, um, and in return, the audience will learn stuff. Do you know what I mean? And in return for the company, the audiences will, will look more really on Voxpro as a leader in its field. So it went extremely well. We kicked off the podcast and, you know, basically Voxpro became exposed to way more companies and way more clients, started to win business through the through the podcast because people could hear how great they were at what they did um, and got value from listening to it. And I suppose after a year, I just thought, look, if, if Voxpro could benefit from this, then maybe I can help other companies um, do the same. So that sort of started Audio Brand. For anyone listening to this morning's show that can see the value in having a podcast for themselves or their business, how does the relationship work between them and Audiobrand? Well, I think I'm just there really to help them. You know, sometimes um, on one part of the the process, what I'd probably say is it's a three-stage process, Carl. Um, The first stage is about um, sitting down with uh, the company and uh, this is the, pl- the sort of planning stage. So you kind of figure out, like, what, what are your goals? Like, ultimately, I, I think there's probably a few people out there who are going, podcasts are so hot right now, so let's buy a microphone, let's start talking into the, into the microphone and get it out there, and we've the job done. But, you know, I, I'm there to say, just stop that, guys. <laughs> that's, that's not the way to do it for starters. You've got to be very clear about what you want the podcast to do for you. Do you know what I mean? It's not just a case of having audio floating around in the atmosphere. Do you want to make your product um, or service known to a bigger market? Do you have in-house expertise that you feel you know needs a, a bigger voice or a loudspeaker? And could it help um, uh, listeners and uh, potential customers and clients actually you know uh, look smarter in front of their boss, make better decisions about their money, uh, even just have a laugh? Do you know what I mean? So you got to be clear about what what you want to get from the podcast. You also need to be clear about what value you can give to listeners. Do you know what I mean? The way I ought to see it is that, you know, if you if you think about your business, so if you're a business owner listening to this right now, you're, you're in business because you're very good at providing a particular service or you know all about a particular product that lots of people want to buy. And a podcast is an opportunity to share your expertise with lots and lots of people. And many of those people might turn into customers or clients because they may not even have heard of you before the podcast, but you've given them something of value. So stage one of the process for me is I help them develop those goals, develop the value proposition and develop a format and a type of you know listening experience that people actually want to hear. So the next stage is then number two is the actually recording it and producing the thing. Do you know what I mean? Let's actually kind of you know get, uh, make the sounds now. So uh, what I do there is facilitate, you know, I've got basically a, a mobile studio set up so I can set up a professional grade studio in people's um, companies and their headquarters. Um, or I can bring them to a nearby studio if they prefer. Or I can facilitate, you know, remote recordings um, via, you know, really high quality virtual studio software. And I guide them through the process. I put, again, I put my producer's hat on. So instead of Matt Cooper, it could be, you know, the head of this com- company X or the head of company Y. And, and try and help them 
uh, express themselves, show off their expertise, tell their stories uh, in the most compelling way possible. And in the edit, just make it sound good. So we end up with this lovely sounding episode with great music, little branding, stings, jingles, just like you'd hear on Southeast Radio. Um, and essentially, the business now has its own radio show, which is of going to be of great value to listeners because they will learn something from it and they will learn from your expertise or whatever. And then finally, the third stage is to actually get it out there. Ultimately, a podcast is just a, a lovely little file sitting on your computer. Uh, we need to get it up to Apple and Spotify. We need to chop it up into different types of content and get it out onto um, your social media channels. We need to find ways um, of making more people aware of the podcast so that you build an audience and essentially you start to get commercial value from it. That's fascinating. Now, I know over the years, of course, the saying was in business that your network is your net worth and it was all about how many people you knew in business. But of course, yeah. that has totally changed. It has turned upside down because now it's all about how many people know you. And it's never been as easy to be able to distribute content. You mentioned about podcasting through Spotify and of course through Apple and through Google Podcasts and of course then chopping up the content and pushing it out through social which can be done almost for free at this stage Well it can and you know what it comes down to the, it comes down to the thing like you know podcasts um, podcasts has kind of democratised media so you know it used to be the case that to, to, to um, speak in front of a microphone and have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people listening to you. You have to have a, a, a license from the authority. You have to have an expensive transmitter, a load of studios. And uh, it was obviously something that was for the select few. But now people are reaching, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people from the comfort of their bedroom with some very basic equipment. So uh, anyone can make a podcast, but it doesn't mean that everybody should. And what I mean by that is that there's an awful lot of pretty average content out there, I would say. People who don't really understand that this has to be something that is of incredible value to an audience. You know, an audi- if you expect somebody, if you expect me or you to give, you, to, to give um, half an hour of our time to listening to your podcast, are, are you making it worthwhile for me? Am I going to learn something from it? Am I going to have a laugh? Am I going to be better at something for it? Am I going to look smarter in front of my boss? Um, and there's a lot of people who aren't applying those principles there. So um, the ones the ones who do the best and who ultimately find the audience are the ones with the best content. There's no point in having an amazing marketing strategy if you have nothing good to market in the first place. So I'm a great believer in the content is king approach. You know, put put so much of your time into making sure you have a good product and um, a good a good podcast and um, that's of value to people it will find its audience you know people will start to share it people will start to talk about it and people will start to ring you up and uh, from radio stations or magazines and ask you to talk about your expertise or your product um, if you add a layer of clever promotion on top of that then you're invincible you are going to do really really well and uh, but that doesn't mean and I'll just say this Carl because this is important that doesn't mean that you have to reach a huge audience it just means that you need to reach the right audience because ultimately, think about who do you actually need to reach. You don't need to reach 100,000 people. If you're like a, an IT company working on a B2B basis, you might have 300 companies on your target list. You just need to reach some of those, do you know what I mean, to make this thing a commercially viable product and something that's going to be good for your business. So always think about that as well. It's all true. And Patrick, from your experience over the last number of years with audio brand, when it comes to format and duration of a podcast, what rules apply? Well, very good question. And there's, no, there's nothing scientific or no rules per se. 
Um, I, uh, and I'll come back to the listener first approach. You know, the thing about a pod, if you want a successful podcast, always think about the value for your listener, but also what's your listener doing. And the big difference with podcasting um, compared to video and written material is with written and video material, you're asking your audience to stop everything they're doing and give 100% of their attention to the words or the, the, the images in front of them. When it comes to podcasts, um, people can do other stuff while listening. Like they say, it's when, you're, when you're, your hands are busy but your ears are free. And that's why people listen to podcasts when they're going to the gym, when they're walking the dog, when they're cooking the dinner, when they're taking the bins down to the end of the lane, whatever it might be. They're filling the, the, normally what we call dead time with interesting content. And um, how long should your podcast be? Well, if you if your audience are listening to your podcast while going to the gym or walking the dog or whatever, how long are those things taking? You know, this is you can answer that question because we you do the same thing. How long does that generally take you? And I always think a nice rule, golden rule, is somewhere between maybe twenty five and forty five minutes covers off a lot of those kind of daily routines that we listen to podcasts during. And Patrick, what about the difference between, let's say, a single voice podcast versus one of a, let's say, a debate or an interview style? Yeah, I, the single voice podcast um, can be tricky to nail because you've got, you've got to be a very, very compelling presenter. Um, if you, you could probably count on one hand the amount of, say, radio presenters that you've come across in your lifetime who can hold an audience for half an hour just with their own voice. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's tough. You're talking now, you're, you're Gay Burns and you're Jerry Ryans and, and uh, it's why sort of podcasts like Blind Boy, for example, are so rare and so precious because it's very hard to do that. I think if you are an expert in your field and you, you do want to do a single voice podcast, just addressing, you know, um, very simple pain points or customer questions um, by yourself, I would aim to go shorter and see if you can kind of get it within the 10 to 15 minute mark. There's, there's, there's never enough short form podcasts out there. You know what I mean? It's always good to, if you can do it short, do it. Um, interview style, I think is the more common one, but as a result, it's the, it's the harder one to make an impression with because there's such competition. Um, so you, you really need to work on, you need to be very curious. You need to be a great listener, but you also need to ask really good questions and questions that your guest hasn't been asked on a million other podcasts, you know what I mean? Um, and make it something kind of unique. And ultimately, again, it depends on the purpose of your podcast, but if, if, the, if you are having guests on who are experts in their field and you want the audience to hear the value of their that expertise, just ask questions that help them share that expertise. Um, and the debates, you know, when we get into panels and stuff like that, now you're probably talking about a bit more equipment, slightly more complex in terms of the recording. And chairing a panel discussion is definitely harder than having a conversation one-to-one. So uh, it's something to think about, um, but it's, it's tricky. But if it can be done well, then, you know, you, you've got a good product in your hands. And Patrick, of course, before we finish, I do have to speak to you about the growth in voice search because that's going to be a monumental change in terms of how people are going to search for products and services in the years ahead. And it could be a huge benefit to a business for them to have audio content out there as the response. Well, absolutely, 100%, Carl. Um, it's a really, really good question and a very important one as well because this is one of the huge benefits of audio. 
um, and only in, in, recently so as well for a couple of reasons. So I'll answer your question in two short parts. One, um, you've got the Alexas and you've got your Google Homes and stuff like that where, you know, uh, basically if you, if you don't have a podcast or some sort of audio material, then Alexa or Google Home will never be able to, you know, surface your podcast when somebody asks them a question that relates to your business or your service or your expertise. The other thing is SEO, search engine, optimi- search engine optimization, which is essentially if somebody types something into Google that relates to your business or your service, uh, how far up the charts in terms of the rankings and the the, the, the results will they see your um, will they see your your business or your podcast? About two years ago. Um, Google, when you type something into into Google, uh, Google lo- generally looks through videos that you have on your website, um, images, um, and words and keywords. And it, it based on that, it sort of surfaces you number one, two, or three, or four, or whatever, if you're lucky. But a couple of years ago, they also started um, taking audio into account. So now if you have audio on your website, like your podcast series, Google is going to scrape through that and see if there's plenty of keywords. If you're talking about things that the person has just searched for on Google, you have a higher chance of being returned um, higher up the charts and somebody's going to discover you that way. Um, so organic search audio is really powerful for boosting your SEO for free. And I think if you can rank well organically on Google, then you've ticked off a major, major thing for your business. It's such a powerful thing. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Patrick Hawhey from Audio Brand, And I hope that Patrick's insights into the world of podcasting have inspired business people to create their own podcasts. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.